0: Thank you so much for visiting us online today. We believe God wants to speak to you through the following message. If you would like to connect with us or send us your prayer request, visit us at kingsgatehobs.com. Uh, We're your children, it's such a privilege just to be able to come and worship uh, with other believers, and Father, be able to worship free, and also to realize and understand the authority that you've given us, and we thank you, Father, for the powerful name of Jesus, and we thank you, Father, that we have authority now to command all darkness to leave our minds, our bodies, our families. Father, our businesses in any area and all aspects of our life. And Father, we thank you because even this morning, we thank you, Father, because we have freedom. And we thank you, Father, for the anointing and your word they will never return void. Spirit of the living God, give us wisdom. Somebody say, give us wisdom, revelation, and rhema so that the glory of the Father will be imparted to everyone this morning. We thank you, Father. Amen. If you believe that, let's give the Lord a great praise offering. <laughs> praise God. You may, you may be seated this morning. If, you, if I can have your attention, what I'm going to share with you is very important. It's for the rest of your life, and things will really, really change for you from here on out. Can you say amen? If you'll look at the title of this, it's The Blessings. Somebody say The Blessings of a sanctified life now what does that word sanctify mean well it's real simple it means holiness it means a clean life and a purified life somebody say the blessings of a holy life uh, and a pure life uh, and that's so important there is no blessing if there is no sanctification. Can you say amen? So God's plan for us, and everybody has read the Bible, especially John 10, 10, if you look up here on the screen, you'll see that uh, God has one plan for everybody, and that plan is heaven on earth, and then heaven forever. Can you say amen? How many of you know we can have heaven on earth and heaven forever? And Jesus said this, the enemy... Has come not, or the thief has come not, but to kill, steal, and to destroy. I've come that you might have life, and that you might have it how? Abundantly, abundant life, abundant life. not just life, but abundant life. This is what God has for us. Praise the Lord. So this morning, uh, we want to start with this, and I believe that all of you, uh, whether you're in construction or not, or if you've ever had anything to do with construction, you know that, uh, uh, that uh, in a building, building any kind of building, the very most important thing is the foundation. Can you say amen? That is the most important thing. You cannot fudge and you cannot uh, cut corners when it comes to the foundation. Your junk will fall, right? That's right, so, and it's more, it's the higher you go in a, in a building, so, uh, the more critical your foundation uh, uh, is. Everybody understand that? <clears throat> uh, I think it was last year, I just happened, you know, just because I'm always uh, uh, getting information, one information leads me to another information, last year I, w- I just came across a Well, maybe my brother Henry sent that to me because he's, uh, uh, I think this year, I think he is about to get his uh, architectural license. And to get an architectural license, wow, man, there's a lot of stuff to go with that because uh, an architect or an engineer, especially when it comes to buildings, uh, you have to know your stuff. Otherwise... You can have lawsuits. You can have everything against you. So you have to know your stuff, and, and it's the safety of the people also. So there's a building. I think it's called Millennial, Millennium Tower uh, that they built about 10 years ago in San Francisco. It's 58 stories. Well, uh, <clears throat> the architect uh, dealing with the first engineer, first engineer said, hey, uh, you're going to spend more money on this, on that foundation. And uh, he said, Well, I'm going to go to another engineer. How many of you know there's people to help you cut corners, right? So he cut corners, and uh, the building, I think it's uh, that high tire, 58 stories in San Francisco. Uh, the uh, cost on that, when they built it 10 years ago, is $300 million. So uh, they fudged on the foundation. Guess what? You fudge on the foundation, your junk's going to start cracking. Right, and the building started cracking. They they told now this is a high rise with very very expensive, very expensive, uh, uh, very expensive uh, high rise with very expensive apartments. Some of them a million dollars or so. So uh, they started telling everybody there in San Francisco, everybody's got to leave. Everybody's got to leave, man. This thing is bound to collapse. Started cracking all over. So now they're trying to retrofit the building. And it's going to cost close to $500 million. I mean, the, the engineers said, we're going to have to retrofit. If, if not, we're going to throw this junk down. So $500 million to uh, repair something that was not done, done right. And the most important part about any building is the foundation. And the most important thing about your life is the foundation. You cannot fudge there. If you fudge, your junk's going to fall. Right? And this is why we have people's lives. They say, "Well, I'm just going to run and build. You go ahead and run and build, your junk's going to fall, right? And it's just a matter of a year or you know, two years, five years uh, in time, your life's going to fall. And lives always continue to fall. You see, people's lives are always falling. You say, "Why did he fall? Why did they get divorced? Why is he in jail? Why is he in prison?? Uh-huh. Why is he a nobody now? Because they fudged on the foundation, right? If you fudge on the foundation, you try to cut corners in the foundation, your junk's going to fall. And this is what happened to that building. Imagine uh, people that invested their money. They bought these uh, apartments and money, man, I'm telling you. So it's a big mess in Sam but as you can see that all over. So the higher you go in life and how many of you want to go high? Yes. Raise your hands y'all want to go high. Yes. Well, your foundation is more critical than ever. And you can't just jump up and run, you got to take time for that foundation. If you don't have a foundation, you're not going nowhere. And you can, you can go jump and run and build a building. Anybody can do that. But if you didn't take time for your foundation, then you go, not only when you fall, you hurt yourself, but you hurt a lot of other people. Can you say amen? So uh, <clears throat> you can, uh, you know, if you want to cover, if you want to, you know, know about this, uh, you see people uh, uh, failing all the time. They're failures, but God uh, never, it was never in God's plan to have failures, right? Or people being defeated. That was never God's plan. His plan is that you live an abundant life. Praise God. And we can, right? We can live an abundant life, but you have to take time with the foundation. So, uh, if you want to investigate, look around, go to YouTube, you can see uh, many pastors are in jail now. Right? I'm talking about, we're going to go to the people that should have a foundation, pastors. And uh, uh, brother, uh, or my son-in-law here, ifrin. he, he can tell there's a lot of attorneys, right? They're in jail. A lot of them. They shouldn't be in jail. They know the law. Oh, they should know the law, right? Right? So, but uh, whenever uh, you fudge on this or cut corners, you're going to have ethical problems later on. They will cause a a lot of problems. So, you cannot compromise. Somebody say, We cannot compromise on the foundation. When it comes to the foundation, there cannot be no compromise, there cannot be no cutting corners. (laughs) There cannot be uh, any fudging, man. you got to make sure it's right. Can you say amen? Hallelujah. So uh, uh, the foundation sets the stage. Somebody say it sets the stage. That's right. So if you know anything about foundation uh, buildings, it's got to be square and level. That's it. It's got to because those flaws will show up. They'll show up. Once the wall, you say, hey, why is this wall so crooked? Why is it higher than the other? Well, because uh, your foundation, uh, that there was flaws that you thought you were going to cut corners. Uh, it didn't show up much, but now it's showing up, right? You got cracks all over. You have cracks in the walls, cracks in the ceilings, <laughs> cracks, man. You're going to have problems. But uh, uh, if you don't have that foundation right. So you have to know what you're doing. And if you don't know what you're doing, if you don't know what you're doing when you're building a building, you have to hire somebody to say, hey, I want to make sure the foundation is right in my life. Right? Or I want to know the foundation, not only my life, if you want somebody to help you. But you say, I want to I make sure that my building uh, this building that you're going to build, that foundation right. So you can't compromise with a foundation. When it comes to the foundation, you can't fudge, cut corners, uh, because they'll be evident. So it's got it must be square, and it must be leveled. And uh, the footings. If you know anything about a foundation, uh, the footings they've got to be the right depth. If you want to go high, it's got to go. It's got to be deeper. Somebody say deeper. Your foundation's got to go deeper if you want to go higher. If you just wanna, you see, I want to, you say, I want my life just to be a chicken coop. Well, if your life is going to be a chicken coop, you don't need a, 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 a foundation that's going to go very deep. But if you're saying right now, my life, I want it to go high, and I want my life to go higher and higher, you better get your foundation right. You're not going nowhere, and if you do, if you start building just like that 58-story building in in San Francisco, uh, you're going to have to retrofit, and then the junk's going to fall down. Can you say amen? So the footing, which are the uh, which support the walls, and any supporting wall of any building, you got to make sure that the the uh, foundation. Uh, and the depth of that uh, footings are uh, are what is required for that building. So an inspector, an, old, an inspector that does his job, he's going to check those footings. Say, hey, you didn't go deep enough here, right? And then on your footings and on your uh, uh, throughout your footing, you're going to need a lot of rebar. Can you say amen? So a lot of people build foundations, and even their personal life, there's no rebar. No rebar. You know what rebar is? you got to... Put that steel in there, uh, and it's got to be the right, uh, uh, the right size. Otherwise, it's going to come off. So how, how many of you understand there's uh, importance? Uh, the most important thing in our life is the foundation. Somebody say the most important thing in my life is the foundation. So I'm going to read you some scriptures, and I'm going to show you what your foundation should be. So don't worry about building because you can build. Once you start building, how many of you know the foundations uh, is set? You can build quickly, and then if that foundation is really good, then you can start building quickly, 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 and your life will be very, very, very blessed if you uh, if you have the right find a foundation. So this morning I'm going to share this scripture with you, uh, and then. Uh, uh, I will share a couple of points with you this morning, but I'm going to read this in the New Living Translation first. And this is Second Timothy chapter two, verse nineteen through twenty-two. Uh, so don't worry about people; it just took off like a rocket. They didn't have a foundation. Don't worry. In about a year, they're gone. In five years, they, they don't. They're they're back again. Ground zero, right? The junk fell. All the building fell, and they hurt their families. They hurt everybody around them because they did not take time to build a foundation, right? So here it is, is: Second Timothy 2. Don't ever forget this. Somebody say 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 19 through 22. Mark that down. Put it on your windshield. Put it in your mirror. Put it all over your house because this is the most important thing about your life. Can you say amen? And that is your foundation. Praise the Lord. And I don't care how old you are, if you haven't built a foundation, build one. And then you can take off. And if you haven't one, if you haven't built a foundation, no wonder your life is, is, is to and and fro, right? You'll never go anywhere. And you're just waiting. Say, I wish, Pastor, pray for me. My prayers ain't going to help you. Nothing's going to help you. Oh, I wish you would pray for me. Lay hands on me. Well, it's not going to help you. But look what the Bible says here. But God's truth stands firm like a what? Like a foundation. Somebody say, God's truth stands firm like a a foundation stone with this inscription, the Lord knows those who are his and all that belong to the Lord must turn away from evil. Can you say amen? Now notice he goes on, in a wealthy home, some utensils are made of gold and silver, and some are made of wood and clay. The expensive utensils are used for special occasions, and the cheap ones are for everyday use. If you keep yourself pure, somebody say, if you keep yourself pure, if you keep yourself pure, you will be a special uh, utensil for honorable use. Your life will be clean, and you will be ready for the master's use for every good work. Run from anything, now watch this, that stimulates youthful lusts. Instead, pursue righteous living, faithfulness, love, and peace. Enjoy the companionship of those who call on the Lord with pure hearts. Can you say amen? Amen. Praise God. Is that clear? That's pretty clear. What he's saying is, look, God's foundation is sanctification. And you can't, uh, if you build your own foundation, because you really can't, if you build your own foundation, you're going to leave the rebar out, right? And it's not going to have the depth, and then your junk's going to fall, because uh, we can't build the foundation. We've got to permit God to build that foundation. Uh, can you say amen? And that foundation, God's foundation, somebody say God's foundation. Is holiness. It's a pure life. The foundation is sanctification, right? That's the foundation of God. Praise the Lord. And then once the foundation is placed, you can build, right? And when you have a great foundation, uh, then you can build right, right? Because if you don't, you're gonna have to make a lot of adjustments. Now, it is uh, when you build a house. Uh and if you have a number of restrooms, just one restroom, uh, the plumbing's gotta be precise. I mean, those uh that contractor that's building that foundation, he's gotta know exactly what he's doing with that foundation. It's gotta be precise too. If that uh those that plumbing in the foundation is not right, and I think you can't be off more than a quarter of an inch. Because if not, once uh the foundation is laid and the plumbing's there, and then you come back and say, "Oh, I'm gonna have to move these walls." You have to move walls, and you have to do all bunch of costly things. Can you say, man? Because if not, you're gonna have the toilet right up against the wall. Uh-huh. Right? That's right. You say "What happened here?" Uh, foundation was not made right. Everything must be precise. Everything must be square. Everybody, everything must be level. Can you say, man? The footings are got to be right. Everything's got to be pre- uh, precise, uh, and you cannot change the original plan. You change the original plan, you're going to continue to change until you don't have the house that you planned for, and it's got to. It's going to be crooked going to be, uh, it's going to be weird, man. You're going to have a terrible house. How many people have had houses now? You say, hey, why is this cracking? Your foundation was not right. Can you say amen? Then you come back on those engineers, contractors, inspectors, and sue everybody, right? Get you a good lawyer, right? Okay, now we read this in the New Living Translation. Let's go to the uh, Amplified Classic. He said, but the firm foundation, now watch this, the firm foundation laid by, stand, uh, uh, by God stands sure and unshakable, say, uh, stands sure and unshakable, bearing this seal, got the seal of God now, the inspector coming, he puts the seal there, he said, you can build. And if the seal's not there by the inspector, you cannot build, go ahead and build or your junk's going to fall, right? The Lord knows who those who are His. Look up there in the uh, Amplified. Let everyone who names himself by the name of the Lord give up all iniquity and stand aloof from it. Can you say amen? But in a great house there are only vessels. There are not only vessels of gold and silver, but also utensils of gold and earthenware, and some for honorable and noble use, and some for menial and ignoble use. So whosoever cleanses himself, whosoever, whosoever, whosoever cleanses himself from what is ignoble and unclean, who separates himself from contact with contaminating corrupting influences will then himself be a vessel, will be a vessel, Set apart and useful for honorable and noble use of purposes, consecrated and profitable to the master, fit and ready for any good work. Wow, that's a lot of wisdom there. Wow, he says, shun youthful lust and flee from them, and aim and pursue righteousness. All that is virtuous and good, right living, conformity to the will of God in thought, word, and deed. And aim at and pursue faith. And aim at and pursue faith, love, and peace, harmony, and concord, and concord with others, and fellowship with all Christians who call upon the name of the Lord. Out of a pure heart, can you say, "Amen"? Praise God. So, in other words, this is what the Scripture is saying. This is very important now. Even if we dwell on this just for these minutes that I have with you, and then we don't have to go any further. But uh, the foundation is very important. You can't rush on this. You cannot fudge on this. You cannot fake it on this. You cannot uh, cut corners on this because anybody can take off. You can take off, but your junk is going to fall. And that's why I've said, hey, I committed adultery. Well, the reason you did, you didn't have much of a foundation, and your junk fell. Oh, I'm in jail now. I was a Christian, pastors, everybody, all kinds of people. People are educated. They're in jail. And the reason is they never took time. Somebody just said, hey, you can make some fast money here. Just take off, man. I got a scheme for you that'll make you millions. Oh, yeah, sure. And then uh, no foundation, and you end up in trouble, right? So if you want to go high, you better take time with a foundation. And the higher, more critical it will become for you to get your foundation right. So we have to be a church of a, a foundational church, and really stress the foundation. And the foundation of God is this. Somebody say, the foundation of God is this. You see, this is the foundation of God, sanctification. That's the foundation of God. That's the foundation. He says, holiness, living a clean life, purity, that's the foundation. You don't have that? Then you cannot build. You can if you want to, but your junk's going to fall, right? Right, if you're if you don't have your foundation, it'll fall. I'm telling you. And you're faking it. No, you can't fake it with a foundation. You cannot fake it uh, because that's the foundation of God. You've got to stress the foundation, and that's why he said. Uh, uh, that you have to uh, really work on that foundation. Look at uh, New King James, just that one verse in 2 Timothy chapter uh, 2.19. Let's see what it says there. It's real simple. Praise God. 2 Timothy 2.19. uh, New King James. Nevertheless, the solid foundation of God. Somebody say, the solid foundation of God stands... Having this seal, the Lord knows those that are his, and let everyone who names the name of the Lord depart from iniquity. Is that clear? Has everybody got it clear now? See, the foundation is so very important. You want to help your children? Build a foundation for them. If not, you're going to have trouble with them. They're going to mess up, man. You want to give them money, cars, and all this stuff? No, build a foundation. They can build. God will be their God, and they will go high. Can you say amen? That's it, give of the Lord a great praise offering for that. Praise the Lord, hallelujah. And the reason the, the foundation is so important and the reason the foundation of God, say the foundation of God. The foundation of God is holiness because he said, I, for I am holy, you be holy, right? That's right. So the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God is called the Holy Spirit, right? That's what it's called. The Holy Spirit. So any dealings that you have with God has to be with holiness. There's no holiness, no sanctification in your life. You don't have any dealings with God. You can't build. That's why we have musicians, pastors, uh, all kinds of people, politicians. uh, Their life is a shipwreck today because they never took time to build holiness in their life. You don't build holiness. Your life, it's just a matter of time, a week. The cracks will come. You'll see the cracks in your building, your own life. And then they say, well, we got to throw this junk down. Throw it down. Now, take it to jail, prison, somewhere. They can throw, uh, we can throw it down down there, and then we'll see if they'll fix it when they come out, right? So uh, uh, our dealings with God is on the level of holiness. Somebody say amen. Praise the Lord. So that's very important. So uh, in order for, all, for you to understand this, uh, uh, we have to understand that there are an imputed righteousness and then there is an applied righteousness, right? Somebody say imputed. Imputed righteousness. In other words, that's something that is granted, given to you, right? Uh, so uh, imputed righteousness. And this is the imputed righteousness. Look at Second Corinthians 5.21. If if you get if you can't distinguish this and know the difference between imputed righteousness and applied righteousness, uh, you will not have a foundation because you think that you already uh, uh, not distinguishing, not knowing the difference, uh, you are not going to be able to build a foundation. So remember this scripture: For he has made Jesus him to be sin for us who you knew no sin that it might be made so that uh, we somebody say we might be made the what. The righteousness of God in, in him, praise God. That's imputed righteousness. So, in other words, when you're born again, guess what? God has imputed righteousness to you. Now, you have to apply it, right? And here's the uh, here's the, the applied righteousness, all right? Uh, the Bible uh, tells us in 1 John chapter 3, First John Let's go to First John chapter three, verse seven, uh, seven through uh, seven. First John three seven through ten. Little children, let no man no man deceive you. He who practices what? Ha! Huh, you have to practice it. You you were imputed. He's talking to believers now. An unbeliever can't do this. An imputed righteousness came on you when you were born again. You became the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. It means that you stand before God as if you had never sinned. Can you say Amen? But He says, uh, uh, "But now you have to practice righteousness as He is righteous. He who sins is of the what? Look at it, Look at the screen here. Of the devil, for the devil has sinned from the beginning. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested, that He might destroy the works of the devil. Whoever." Has been born of God, does not sin, does not practice sin. For his seed remains in him, and he cannot sin, because he has been born of God. In this the children of God and children of the devil are manifest. Whosoever does not practice righteousness is not of God. Is that simple? Nor is he who does not love his brother. In other words, if you're truly the righteousness of God, born again, then you're going to practice it. And uh, when you practice righteousness... Then uh, guess what? The foundation is going to be laid. And if that foundation is not built, you're not going nowhere. You're going to run in circles. They'll call you the revolving door Christian. That's it. Have you ever been, uh, I don't know if it was in Washington, but, or uh, uh, I went, I think it was with uh, Pastor Barbara. I was using, you know how it is, you're using cell phones. I was using a cell phone. I went through one of those revolving doors, and I went through the building. I ended up inside the building again. I said, man, where am I? I thought I was going out. You see, you're not going nowhere, right? So uh, you have to, you have to uh, practice. Somebody say practice. practice. Practice righteousness and build a foundation. Do you love your wife? Do you love your children? Huh? Do you love your life? Do you love what God has given you? Then you better check on your foundation. Take time to build that foundation. If you have not built one, you better build one. And uh, and the foundation of God is just one thing. Somebody says just one thing the foundation of God, and it is sanctification, it's holiness, and if you don't have that, you're not going to build, because everything uh, that has to do with God, and all our dealings with God has to do with holiness, can you say amen, and some people say, I'm going to pray, you ain't who, to who are you going to pray if you don't have holiness, right, who are you going to pray, God will not hear you, uh, you have no dealings with the Holy Spirit, Uh, about anything unless you live a holy life can you say amen and the only way to have a holy life is to have a hunger for God right that's right you have no hunger for God Uh, then uh, you cannot ever uh, uh, obtain holiness you gotta have a hunger for God you gotta say God I'm hungry for you even if you don't have a hunger you declare it and declare it and declare it and say it and say, i got a hunger for God. Can you say amen? I said. I asked the man, you want to go to retreat? He say, oh, well, I don't know. You know, I can, I can tell you right there, uh, they don't have a hunger, and I guarantee you they're not going to lay no foundation in their life. And then they're going to have trouble later on, and they're going to say, Pastor, pray for me. I'm not praying for you. I'm not praying. Why? Why should I? I mean, how? Why? It doesn't work anyway, right? That's right. So uh, this is the hunger you got to have. Look at uh, Psalms 42, 1 through 3. Look what the psalmist said. Uh, new, let's put this uh, New Living Translation. New Living Translation, uh, and then we'll go back to it. As the deer pants for the water brooks. Somebody say, as the deer pants for the water brooks. So, uh, uh, so I long for you, O God. Praise God. Uh, I thirst for God, the living God. When can I go and stand before him? Verse 3, day and night I have only tears for food while my enemies continually taunt me, saying, where is, thy God, where is the God of yours? So if a person is going to have a foundation, he's got to have holiness. Can you say amen? If you don't have a foundation, and I've got to repeat this over because I want you to get it. You have to get this. No foundation. You're not going nowhere. You have not gone anywhere. You can build, but your junk is going to fall, right? It's going to fall. Just a matter of time, your junk, your house, your life, your business, your marriage, everything's going to fall. You don't have a foundation. And the foundation of God is holiness or uh, sanctification. And the only way to get uh, sanctification, you want to be sanctified? You want the foundation of God? Hunger for God. Hunger for God. Have an undying passion Uh, have an undying passion Get up in the morning and say, I don't have no hunger now, but I'm going to get into that word. Man, I'm going to do something for my life. Can you say amen? I'm going to have hunger for God. I don't have it now. I feel dead, man. I feel dead right now. I feel dead. I feel terrible. I feel far from God. I come to church and I feel empty. But I'm not going to live like that. I'm going to search God. I'm going to be full of the Holy Ghost. Can you say amen? I'm going to search for God with all my heart. When you do that, when you do this, just like the deer, they pant for the water brooks. you seen them? They'll go up and down those hills and mountains, and they'll find those water brooks. Because they long, and that's the way you've got to long for God. You've got to, That's why Jesus said in the Sermon of the Mount, blessed is he that hungers. What? He knew how it worked. Jesus knew how it worked. He said, "Blessed are they that hunger and thirst for right. You don't have no hunger for your life? Then you have no holiness and you have no foundation. You will build and it's going to come down on you." Does everybody understand that. You got to hunger for God, man. You got to say, "I hate sin." And any kind of flaws in your life will show up big time if you start building. It will It starts showing up, man. Just like that uh, Millennial Tower in San Francisco. They got big cracks on that. And you can't afford to have cracks on a high rise of 58 stories. Man, uh, especially if you're on the 58th floor. Or let me say this, on any floor of that that building. That's right. Because you start having cracks, that junk's going to come down on you. And a lot of people have cracks in their life, and, and they wonder. And if you have cracks, guess what? Your little kids are going to be little cracks. They're going to be the little crack children. And they're going to grow up to have cracks in their life, and you're going to have trouble with them. And they're going to grow up with, uh, as adults with all kinds of cracks, and their junk's going to fall because you're the father. And I'm telling you that, look, you men, uh, your wife should not be the spiritual head of the home. But unfortunately, many uh, homes, the wives are, but thank God for them. But they should not be the spiritual heads of your family. You are. Put on your pants, big men's pants, right? And be the head of that home and say, I'm going to guide my wife. I'm not going to let my children go to hell, and I don't want their lives to fall. Can you say amen? amen? Come on, let's give the Lord a great praise offering for that. Does everybody understand? Does everybody understand that uh, you're not going nowhere without a foundation? You're not. There's no holiness there. You have no foundation. It's not. You're not going nowhere. You can build, but so how many times have have you noticed people, how many times they try to build their life? Oh, I'm going to start this year. I'm going to find me a new wife now. I'm going to build. They come back in and say, Well, I I guess she didn't work. i got to find me another one. I'm going to start my life again, you know. That's what you have to do, retrofit. And you start retrofitting, it's going to cost you a lot of money, right? Just one divorce, man, it costs you a lot of money. Let's split the deal here and get with another one. There's problems, man. Can you say amen? Praise God. But let's go back so I can finish with this. Is everybody getting what I'm sharing with you? Yes, it's very important. A church that does not build foundation, why build it? You say, oh, come on, you got to be rich. you got to do this. Well, a prosperity, we can do all that. Brother, do this. Jump here. Do that. But if you don't have a foundation, why? Junk's going to fall anyway, right? you got to build holiness, you build into two people or flourish, build holiness on all these ladies, let them understand, then you're gonna really help these people and build their lives. Can you say amen? That's right, you start a group and you say, hey, you gotta do these five things. You know why? So we can build a foundation. You gotta read your Bible, pray. Uh, Do these five things that we do. So my objective and God's objective when he told me that was to build foundation. I'm not going to read my Bible. Okay, go ahead and jump and run and build. Go build a business and see if not in a couple of years you come back crying. Right? That's right. But let's go back uh, to that New Living Translation, 2 Timothy 2.19. And let's go to verse 20 now. Well, as a matter of fact, let's just read verse uh, 19 and 20. But God's truth stands firm like a foundation stone with this inscription. The Lord knows those who are his, and all who belong to the Lord must turn away from what? Yes. That's it. And the other one, he said, the foundation of the Lord is sure. The foundation of the Lord is sure. What is his foundation? Live a pure life. It's holiness. Can you say amen? And then he says, in a wealthy home. There's some utensils made out of gold and silver and some made of wood and clay. The expensive uh, utensils are used for special occasion. The cheap ones are for everyday use. If you keep yourself pure, uh, you will be a special, a special, a special utensil for honorable use. Can you say amen? Your life will be clean, and you will be ready for the master to use you for every good work. Run from everything that stimulates youthful lust. Instead, pursue righteous living, faithfulness, love, and peace. Enjoy the companionship of those who call upon the name of the Lord with pure hearts. In other words, God is saying, my foundation is holiness, and if you don't have this foundation, you're not going nowhere, right? So, uh, let me just Elaborate a little bit on this. Uh, He talks about uh, here this morning. He talks about in those, in that scripture, he talks about four degrees. Listen to me now four degrees of destinies. What is your life going to be? Your destiny? Well, it can be uh, the gold rated destiny, the silver related uh, uh, rated destiny, and then there's the wood rated destiny. And then there's the uh, earth. In other words, just dirt. How much, if I took a handful of dirt, how much is that worth? Would you give me $100 for Would you give me $100 just for dirt like this? How about 1000 But if I gave you a, a handful of gold, pure gold, how many of you know that that's a lot of money? It's about $1,300 an ounce. So, what is your life worth, huh? But here, Paul—I mean, uh, Paul—yeah, de- oh Paul describes four destinies among believers. You're either going to be the gold one, the gold destiny, or silver. That's less now. There's uh, silver right now runs about thirteen seventy-five or fifteen seventy-five an ounce. But imagine what gold is worth. And then there's the wood, not worth very much. Then there's the dirt Christians, the earth Christians. But thank God at least they made heaven. But they really have no destiny here. But if they don't keep their life holy, they won't go even make heaven. Can you say amen? So uh, these are the destinies. And let me say this. God is not allocation here. It's not God determining, he said, you're going to be gold, you will be silver, you will be dirt, and you will be wood Christian. You will be gold, or you will be gold. No, you over here, look, that's going to be dirt right there. Your friend right next to you. <laughs> Almost fell. See, it's going to be. No, God doesn't do that. Say, God does not determine. It's a personal choice. You have to say and get up every morning and say, I will be a golden, a golden vessel for God. You have to choose that. Lift your hand and say, I choose this morning to be a golden vessel. Really? It's you. You choose. You choose that? Say, it don't matter. You say, no, it's genetics. Don't believe that. It's family. I don't care if your dad was a crook, a big weirdo, okay? You can still be a golden vessel, right? You see, that's after the foundation, after the foundation is established, then you can have one of those. You can go as far as you want. You can start building. Wow. So it's personal choice. What do you want? You want to get up every morning, go to work and come back and be an earthen vessel? That's what you want? But when your heart pleases God, he will position you where you are decorated. And you say amen. Amen honored blessed and protected if if you decide what kind of life you want in this world you determine that nobody can determine this for you said my dad did this well your mom, life, well, no, you have to. It's your personal choice. So I'm, I want to please God. So you get up every morning. This is where it starts. You have a hunger for God. As the heart panteth after the water brooks, as the deer panteth after the water brooks, so panteth my soul after thee, O God. Hallelujah, I'm hungry for you, even though you, you're dead, feeling dead. Lord, I'm hungry for you, I'm hungry for you, I'm hungry for you. Can you say amen? I'm going to get into this. I want to change. I can't live this life anymore. I can't live this life anymore. I want to change, praise God. Can you say amen? So it's, it's powerful. It's, it's very, very powerful. So let me have about 10 more minutes or less. I want to finish with this. This is a powerful scripture right here. 1 Corinthians uh, 11, 10 through 15, New Living Translation. 1 Corinthians 11, 10 through 15. He said, because of God's grace to me, I have laid the foundation like an expert builder. That's what Paul said. Now others are building what? Others are building on it. But... Okay, 1 Corinthians 11, 10 through 15. It's not it? Uh, maybe 2 Corinthians? Let's go to 2 Corinthians. Let's see. we got to make sure that that's right. Mm, 2 Corinthians, we've got to make sure that is right. Sorry about that. Chapter 11. Ch- how about chapter 3? 1 Corinthians, no? 1 Corinthians Corinthians chapter 3. We want to make sure that is right. Sorry about that. Uh, Yes, 1 Corinthians. uh, Sorry about that. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 10 through 15. You live in translation. Okay, here it is. Because of God's grace to me, I have laid the what? Like a foundation, like an expert builder. Now others are building on it. But whosoever is building on this foundation must be what? you got to be very careful. For no one can lay any foundation other than the one we already have, Jesus Christ. Wow. In other words, God lays the foundation, that's holiness. Anyone who builds on that foundation may use a variety of materials. There it goes. Gold, silver, jewels, wood, hay, or straw. But on the judgment day, fire will reveal what kind of work each builder has done. The fire will show if a person's work has any value. If the work survives, that builder will receive a reward. But if the work is burnt up, the builder will suffer great loss. The builder will be saved, but like someone barely escaping through a wall of flames. And not only will it happen on Judgment Day, but it will happen here. Your life has to build right, has to have the right foundation and build correctly because you'll have a lot of trouble in your life. Can you say amen? Amen. So hopefully you have received this. And uh, there's many blessings of a sanctified life, many blessings. They come through a sanctified life, a holy life, many blessings. But let me just share one real quickly. It entitles you to a new anointing. What are you going to do without an anointing? Which means, anointing means divine ability. In other words, your call will never come to fruition if you do not have uh, a foundation which is holiness and sanctification. When you have holiness, it entitles you to a new anointing. And then your life is this. Look, listen real carefully because this is very important. I'll finish with this. Every life has phases. Some people have never even moved to first phase one. They're stuck. You see them year after year, the same thing. Every life has phases. But you got some people will uh, be born, live, and die and never enter phase one. But life has different phases. But in every phase that you enter in, you must have a, a, a new anointing for that phase of your life. You understand that? A divine ability, it must increase in your life. And if, you, and if it increases, then uh, uh, you will really be blessed. Now, this is, I'll finish with this verse, Psalms 45, 6 through 8. Uh, uh, you are entitled to a new anointing if you live a sanctified life. Because it has to do with the Spirit of God. Your throne, O oh God, is forever and ever a scepter of what? There it is, a scepter, a scepter of righteousness, a scepter of your kingdom. Verse 5, you love righteousness and hate what? Wickedness. Therefore, God, your God, has anointed you with the oil of gladness, more with your companions. In other words, you've got to hate sin and love righteousness. Now, everybody look up here. You've got to go through a cleansing in your life. Nobody can do that for you. Start throwing all the junk in your life that is not holy and is not pleasing to God. you got to start throwing all that. I don't care if it's attitudes. I don't care if it's hidden agendas. I don't care what it is. You better get that clean cleaned up because you don't have a foundation. It's cracked. And you got to clean everything in your life uh, and start cleaning and start cleaning, throwing things out of your life and start living a holy life so that you can build. Can you say amen? That's right. Let's give the Lord a great praise offering for that. Praise the Lord. Let's stand up. let's assure ourselves uh, that we have uh, that we're uh, born again. Praise the Lord. Would you just close your eyes? Forget about anybody around here. Close your eyes, close your eyes and, and just start talking to the Lord, and let's assure ourselves that we're born again. Say this with me, my Heavenly Father, I ask you to forgive me of all my sins, all my sins. And I, I, I confess with my mouth that Jesus is Lord of my life. And I believe it with all my heart. I ask you to forgive me, and I repent. I make a 180-degree turn. And I ask you to fill me with your spirit in Jesus' mighty name. I don't need to know. Nobody needs to know, but God knows and you know. If you need to start getting junk out of your life, do it. Starts today. Start, you need to start getting rid of all that stuff. Everything, everything that is is not pleasing to God, you have to. You can't fake it. You can't fudge, and you can't cut corners on the foundation. If you do, it'll show up. Those flaws will show up big time once that building is, is up. You cannot fudge on this. You cannot fake it on this. You cannot cut corners on this very critical part of your life, the foundation. So I'm going to ask you to come. As you come, as you take a step, uh, these things are laid out. You're giving them to God. You're throwing these things out of your life. You have to start today. You have to start today. You can't have stuff like that in your life that is unclean. Cannot said, I don't have a hunger for God. Well, you better start declaring that. That's what builds holiness. That's what builds a sanctified life, a hunger for God. Praise the Lord. So just for a few moments quickly, I'm going to ask you to come. You can stand here and by you coming, you're throwing stuff out of your life, giving it to God. And as you come, God will set you free. That's it. Don't be ashamed. Everybody has to do this in their lives. I've done it. Continue to do it. So, because I want to go higher and higher. You want to be a vessel of gold. You say, I want to be a vessel of gold. Just You have to do this. There you go. You want to be a vessel of gold. That's it. You got to get rid of all that stuff. You gotta hate, you gotta hate sin. And you gotta love righteousness. That's what he said. Psalms 45. You gotta hate sin. You gotta hate it. You gotta hate it, hate it, hate it, hate it, hate it, hate it. And you gotta love righteousness, love righteousness, and love righteousness and love righteousness. And then a new anointing is gonna come on your life. To fulfill the plan that God has for your life, you can't fake it on this. It'll show up. God's going to do great things in this uh, this ministry uh, because we're gonna we're gonna focus on this, on the most important thing: foundation, foundation, foundation. You can build, and your life will go up higher and higher and higher and higher. Praise the Lord.